The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, liberals, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. For our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend, great Lord's Day yesterday. And hopefully you are in a church where the Word of God is actually taught. Um, more on that in just a moment, okay? Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, uh, you guys at Red State Talk Radio, you can watch the uh, the video portion of the radio show, just go to sonslibertymedia.com. You can see the faces made for radio. And uh, th- scroll down right there on the right, and we're right there on the, the right. You can e- enlarge that if you want to do that. Also, check that out on my Twitter account at FPPTim. Our Periscope account is Setting Brush Fires. Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, and also DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And then you can find us on Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. If you'd like to call in at any time, please stick to the topic. We're talking about humanity is, quote-unquote, the virus. And people like Bill Gates are looking to cash in on the cure. Um, so if you want to do that, we're not doing Chinese buffet, so stick to the topic. Okay? If you've got a question or comment, something you want to add to the show, we'd love to hear from you this morning. That'd be great. Give us a call, 215-TOP-TALK, 215 867 8255. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you, those of you in the chat channel, I can basically only see whatever's going on on Sons of Liberty YouTube. Um, Restream's having some problems with the chat. Uh, so, none of basically, none of the uh, chat is coming through there that I normally see. So, I'll see a little bit of that. Um, I'll try to answer something or, or speak to something if I can uh, get, <laughs> get to that or whatever. Oh, wow. Somebody, ah. Uh, uh, somebody's making people wear masks at church now, Titus. Um, wow. <clears throat> well, it, it's going to happen as long as people st- don't don't stand up. I can tell you that right quickly before we get into the topic. Um, me and my sons went yesterday to to get a, a couple of things, and um, the, the 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 supermarket there said, "Oh, you have to wear a face mask to go in." I mean, we walked through. I thought this was the place with all the Nazi women that I told you about, you know, a couple of months ago. And I thought, boy, they're just going to berate us and this, that, and the other. And I'm just going to have to 
pull out the law and show it to them and threaten them with a lawsuit if they don't adhere to the law, which I don't want to do. I don't, many of you think probably that I'm a confrontive person. I'm really not. I'd rather just leave me alone, mind your own business, mind mine, and we'll kind of go along that way. Um, but I was prepared for that. And uh, not a hint with all of the bulletproof glass, <laughs> that's what I call it. Uh, it's not that, it's plexiglass that they put up, all the masks that are on. Um, it is absolutely, I mean, it's surreal to go into places now because all of my work's done at home now. So I don't go out that much. I go out a couple of times. But I've just seen it go from, you know, seeing maybe one person or two people out to virtually everybody. There were some people there without masks. We've seen everybody with this stuff. And I'm like, people, you want to stop being scared? Turn your TV off. Turn the radio off of the stuff that's feeding you full of the fear. Right, turn on stuff like Sons of Liberty or other, other outlets that are not just giving you information, but they're calling you to, to be courageous, not cowards. You want to you wanna not be fearful? Put your hope and your trust in the Creator. You know, the guy, the, the one who gave you your rights? The God who gave you your rights? Uh, put your hope in Him. With that said, I want to start off here with a um, something that I, I just found fascinating. And I see how it ties into the whole perspective. This is why I took the title that I, that I took. And this comes from uh, our contributor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, Suzanne Hamner. We are the virus. COVID-19 genetic material, listen to this, listen to this very carefully, is identical to human genome 8. Did you get that? COVID-19 genetic material is identical to human genome 8. If you recall when we had Dr. Kaufman on, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, when we had Dr. Kevin Corbett on last week, they were saying in, this, in the scientific reports that were put out on COVID, nobody ever did Cox postulates. They, they never separated out a virus to say, this is what it is, this is what it looks like, this is what it's doing. We've purified, if you will, the virus. It's really an exosome. That's, this is what, uh, according to Dr. Kaufman, it's a part of what your body produces anyway. But none of that was ever done. The real science that's normally done to separate that out was never done. That's not my words. Those are from doctors, actual doctors, who will actually answer real questions, not people like Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks. They're propagandists. Make no mistake, they are. And they've been put up by the White House so that the White House has plausible deniability in anything. Oh, well, you know, I was telling you guys that... Uh you know, hydroxychloroquine would work, and we'd do this and that and the other. And uh, But it's these guys. These guys are the bad guys. Well, these, the people in the White House are the ones setting them up. So <clears throat> when I read this, I was kind of astonished. And many of you may, have, may remember the film. Um, boy, that just messed up something. Uh, the film called The Matrix. And I was trying to bring this back up to where it's enlarged because I had it just right the way I wanted it. And in the Matrix, you remember that there is uh, these agents that go around. And 
they keep in line anybody who tries to get out of that, out of that mindset. One of the phrases from the movie is human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. This is old Agent Smith here. You know him as, uh, you know, the, the elf dad from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I can't even think of his name right now. <clears throat> anyway, this is not new. This has been in all kinds of talks uh, in the real world as well as in propaganda and films. That somehow humans, those who are made in the image of God, are some kind of cancer, some kind of disease that needs to be eradicated. Okay? So do you see how we've been brainwashed, if you will, over and over? We've had it in the media. We've had certain people within certain political ideologies who say this kind of stuff. When they speak about overpopulation, when they speak about climate change and all of this kind of things. I mean, this is what they're getting at. So now it's coming to a head here. And I just want to to read you some things. And then I've got a lot of video that I want to bring out in this. Now, you guys at Red State, you're not going to see the video, but you are going to hear what's in it. And I think that's what's important, that you hear what's in this and you hear what's behind it. And I don't know how you can sit back and not think that someone like Bill Gates is just as wicked and just as criminal as the usurper Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, Hillary Clinton, Loretta Lynch, Eric Holder and company, George W. Bush, the second, the first, Bill Clinton, any of those guys. I don't see how you could not see that. Or George Soros. Just I'm just naming off big names here. I, I don't see how you could not see that. They're not humanitarians. They don't care about humanity. But here's a couple of things, okay? And this comes from Suzanne Hamner. Again, you can read this over at sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll have it in the archives as well. If if it's a little difficult and you want to look at it a little later in the day, that'll be up later this morning. All right, here's what Suzanne writes. The the COVID-19 is based on mRNA technology. The mRNA or the messenger RNA provides instructions taken from DNA to synthesize proteins in cell ribosomes. The vaccine would introduce mRNA far into your body that would contain instructions from the DNA of whatever they plan injecting into you to synthesize the proteins in your cells. Remember, the new coronavirus is not even being isolated. This is what I'm talking, I was talking about at the beginning of the show. And in the following video, you may understand why. Now, I don't have time to play the video. It's about 21 minutes, okay? So you can see that when I archive the show, okay? This one's just way too long for me to play. I mean, I could be here for two or three hours playing you all the videos I'd like to, but I just, I can't do that today. So one of the things she points out is everyone who understands the RT-PCR test knows it is not meant for diagnostic purposes, but for manufacturing the genetic sequence of the genome of an isolated microbe or microorganism. As Ms. Volumer, as Ms. Volumer, this is the lady who did the video, indicated the genetic sequence the World Health Organization, who is claiming is COVID-19, is the same genetic sequence found in the human chromosome 8 primary assembly. And she has a link to additional confirmation. Now, what's interesting about this is why are the numbers going up? More people are being tested. 
right? More people, unless they have, they don't have human chromosome eight. I guess they're going to test positive. Okay. Suzanne goes on. Is the second line in the chart titled primers and probes? It is clear now why the viral microorganism has not and cannot be isolated. But plenty of genetic material has been found for assumptions to be made that what has been found is from a viral microorganism. Basically, what the WHO is calling a virus is actually a human genetic sequence. And it's been verified by WHO, so it's not like they don't know. And this is on the NCBI NLM NIH Gov website. So why is there a vaccine needed? I'll let the conspiracy theorists figure that out, right? We know why it we know why it's needed. No virus has ever been proven to prevent any disease. Zero. It hasn't. If you give somebody who doesn't have a disease a vaccine and they don't get the disease that that vaccine is supposedly for, how does that prove that it prevented it? You follow what I'm saying? Somebody could have a high immune system that's just isn't prone to get that. So what's going on here is they're saying you're the disease. You're the virus. They're deceiving you. They're of their father, the devil. They're deceiving you. And they're doing it for money and control. That's always the two factors that come into any of this stuff. And it's, I, it's, it is fascism, okay? There's just no way to get around this. I talked with a friend of mine when I asked him about the military, you know, Donald Trump calling up the military to use the military um, to distribute these vaccines. Now, his perspective, and um, it's a clever one, he says, I think that Donald Trump wants to get his hands on the vaccine to control it rather than having the elitists or the globalists have it and this, that, and the other. Well, that might be. The first problem, though, is I don't see anywhere in the Constitution where he is authorized or Congress is authorized to spend billions of dollars on vaccines of our money. I, I just don't see it. I don't know where that is in the Constitution. If you want to, if you want to correct me on that, please call in because I can't see much in the chat. Please call in. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. I, don't, I just don't see that. The second thing is, where is it in the Constitution to bring up the military to vaccinate the population? Don't see that either. It's for, de- it's for defending the country. The militia part of that is putting down insurrections, holding up the laws, repelling invasions. Not for vaccinations. I don't see any of that. So I, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, standoffish on trying to get it to control it. I think there is an issue of setting us up for something else. That's that's my opinion. Okay, that's my opinion. I confess that's what it is. And you guys have heard where I played what I consider to be pretty clear response to mandatory vaccinations, and now we're hearing from around the world they're changing mandatory vaccinations to. Let's have solidarity. Let's all agree there's a virus. Let's all agree that we need to take the vaccination for the better of humanity. Forget individual liberties. Let Big Brother take care of you. We're here. We're looking out for your best interest. We've been doing it for years, haven't we? 
I guess if you buy into that lie, then you'll buy into whatever else they want to feed you. Now, here's what Suzanne says that's so important, and then I'm going to get on to the stuff with Bill Gates and some of the other things that are that are relevant to this. Suzanne points to uh, the information on Gardasil vaccines and its effects. And then she lists the information of that. Uh, there's, I mean, there's just a ton of it here uh, that you can check out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Health and Human Services hold patents or licenses, or they are the licensee for the virus-like particles, VLPS or VLPs, used in vaccines such as the Gardasil and Gardasil 9 HPV vaccine. As such, they may be considered a party to the vaccine manufacturer process. Vaccine uh, process. Again, folks, this is fascism. There's no way around it. You've got the Department of Health and Human Services, an agency, an unconstitutional agency, I might add, of the federal government, one we didn't say that you have any part of say in our lives at all. You have these people holding patents for virus-like particles used in vaccines. And the Trump administration has given billions of your dollars to vaccine companies who have immunity, just like a lot of police officers. We're talking about that with police. Nobody's Nobody's held responsible for anything except you and me the little people, we're held, the people who are supposed to be the sovereigns who allow these people to represent us, we're now beca- we've now become the little people. We're responsible for every single thing we do, but these people aren't responsible for squat. Now, how did that happen? It's because we let it happen. As such, it appears they may both a fiduciary and a statutory duty to inform vaccine recipients and everyone in the chain of delivery of said vaccine that, oh, there's just a ton of stuff here. Um, A lot of these things match things in our DNA. And you'll see that, those of you who are watching via the video platforms. Okay? You'll see this. And this is just with the Gardasil. Um, of course, Suzanne is the one who has said that, uh, it very well could be a parasite that we're dealing with, whatever's going on. I, because nobody's separated out, this opens the door for all kinds of speculation as to what people are actually getting sick from. If they're even getting sick from anything that's not new. Well, Tim, some of these people are having this, this is new. This is different. According to who? See, this is kind of where I keep coming back to. According to who? And I'm not not doing the who on first or who as in World Health Organization. According to who? Since it's not been separated out. How do we know there is a new disease, which Dr. Andrew Kaufman is convinced after looking at the numbers, the research, the scientific papers, he's convinced there is no new disease. Whatever's going on has been going on before. So, Suzanne finishes off with saying, the information on Gardasil is important because the vaccine for coronavirus being developed by the pharmaceutical companies with the help of Bill Gates will be as dangerous, if not more so, than the Gardasil vaccine. 
It's important to read all the sources to fully understand what is being perpetrated on the global population. Well said, uh, Suzanne. And as a result of that, uh, she's got other information that also uh, points out exactly what she's saying, the risk of injury and death. By the way, let's just uh, take that over for just a little bit. The risk of injury or death. Now, this is, this is pretty significant, okay? This is Bill Gates himself talking about the issue of producing a vaccine, okay? And I want you to pay real close attention to what he says about what I guess in his mind would be, quote-unquote, collateral damage. Hang on. Here's Bill Gates. Let's talk a little bit about what the Gates Foundation is doing. First of all, how much information you're getting, where you're getting that information, because I I get the feeling you probably know more than just about any place else. You've agreed that you're going to spend more than $100 million on this. Where where is that money being spent? What do you think is most hopeful in in what might help us in this situation? Well, the areas... uh that we have the, the deepest expertise in is how you do testing, uh, how you find drugs uh, that will save lives, and how you get a, a vaccine uh, that making you know, 7 billion uh, of those is, is going to be a, an incredible challenge. And so you know, we've taken our normal work you know, on polio eradication or some of our HIV, TB work, and we've had to redirect that uh, to making sure we understand which of the therapeutics really are promising with actual data, uh, picking which of the many vaccine efforts it's worth putting a lot of money behind and building that manufacturing in parallel with the uh, safety and efficacy work, which is very difficult to do, you know, probably will take about 18 months uh, to, before we can get uh, to a significant level. So therapeutics could come a lot sooner. Things like manufactured antibodies or using the blood of recovered uh, patients in order to help treat people who are just getting sick. Those, uh, there's enough of them that in aggregate, I'd say it's very likely we'll have uh, those interventions in the four to six month time frame. But how much that'll cut the death rate and these overloads uh, you know, is still a bit uncertain. Uh, that comes quicker than the large-scale vaccine availability. You're thinking 18 months, even with all the work that you've already done to this point and the planning that you are taking with lots of different potential uh, vaccinations and building up. And even now. all this is uh, yeah, the so law the, states. There's this. an approach called the RNA vaccine that people like Moderna, CureVac, uh, and others are using. Mm-hmm that in 2015 we'd identified that as very promising uh, for pandemics and for uh, other applications as well. And so if everything goes perfectly uh, with the RNA approach, we could actually beat the 18 months. We don't want to create unrealistic expectations. The efficacy of vaccines in older people is always a huge challenge. You know, it turns out the flu vaccine uh, isn't that effective in elderly people? Most oh, you're the kidding me! Comes from younger you're people, kidding not, me. not effective. Uh, spreading it because they're vaccinated, and that that benefits on a community basis the elderly. Here, we clearly need a vaccine that works in the upper age range because they're uh, most at at risk of that. And doing that so that you amp it up so it works in older people, and yet 
you don't have side effects. You know, if we have, you know, one in 10,000 uh, side effects, that's, you know, way more, 700,000, uh, you know, people who will suffer from that. So really understanding the safety at gigantic scale across all age ranges, you know, pregnant, male, female, undernourished, uh, existing comorbidities, it's very, very hard. And that actual decision of, okay, let's go and give this vaccine to the entire world, uh, governments will have to be involved because there will be some risk and indemnification needed before that can uh, be decided on. Almost a million people with side effects, and you guys know what that is. If you, I mean, this goes from you know something very mild to death. Nearly a million people. It's fine if if, if it affects a million people. We got to get it out to the world, and we have to use governments in the process. Again, folks, that's fascism. That's what it is. You may think that America is is immune. No pun intended. To fascism, to socialism, to communism. We're in the midst of all three of those things. And it isn't just Democrats pushing it, folks. America's being had. I should pull up the BBC thing to show you what Wuhan looks like now with their big pool parties. Tens of thousands of people gathered together, stuck in a pool where you can't even move. is isn't even like most of the uh, public pools that I've seen in America. You can't move in these things. They got so many people in the pool. You've been had, America. And you continue to be had. You continue to wear your silly masks. Because you're believing a lie. You're believing a lie. Now, why do you think that old Billy Boy is wanting to do this. I mean, why is he pushing the narrative? Well, well Bill's not pushing the narrative. He's just he's just a good guy. He donates all he donates all this money and he's just trying to help the people, Tim. Don't you understand? No. He's wanting to push the vaccine. He wants to push the narrative. Check him out. Here he comes. This is him speaking to the Financial Times on the COVID-19 vaccine. You don't and have a choice in April. what about that trade-off? You just mentioned, obviously, the economic pain. What do you think the right balance is between the trade-off of protecting people's lives and the economic hit? I mean, do you see a situation where the global economy could be virtually at a standstill for a year or even more? Well, it won't go to zero, but it will shrink. Global GDP is going to take, uh, you know, probably the biggest hit ever, you know, maybe the depression was worse or 1873. I don't know. But in my lifetime, there, this will be the greatest economic hit. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. People don't feel like going to the stadium uh, when they might get infected. You know, it, it's not the government who's saying, OK, just ignore this disease. And, you know, people are deeply affected by seeing these deaths, by knowing they could be part of the transmission chain and you know, old people, uh, their parents, their grandparents could be affected by this. And so you don't, you know, you don't get to say, uh, ignore uh, what's going on here. There, are, there will be the ability, particularly in rich countries, to open up if things are done well over the next few months. But for the world at large, Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated 
the entire global population. And, Listen to and that. so, you know, although there's a lot of work on testing, a lot of work on drugs that we're involved with, you know, trying to achieve that ambitious goal, which has never been done for the vaccine, that rises to the top of the list. All right, that rises to the top of the list. And uh, part of the problem that we have here is that he is pushing this through governments. Again, this is a fascist sort of state that there's trying to use uh, the corporate world along with government in order to push an agenda. And they, are, they do have an agenda. Remember, this is the guy whose dad was head over Planned Parenthood. They're not there to save lives. They're there to end them. Okay? This is the same guy who said, if we work on reproductive health and vaccines, uh, we can drop the population by 10 or 20%. This is this guy. Well, if you're dropping the population by this amount, does that mean they're working the way they want them to work or the way you they're purporting to you that they're supposed to work to save lives? Or are they making you sterile in the process? Are they killing people off the 700,000 number that he gave? What's the issue that's behind that? So what is Bill Gates' interest in this? Is it really helping the world? Well, we have several people. We have, um, I believe they're out of Africa, um, a government there, and I wrote on this, and I, I forgot to pull it up, but we have a government there who have accused Bill Gates of trying to bribe them to push through compulsory vaccines. I think there was about $10 million involved. Now, he's denied it. We have other areas in Africa where they've tested these vaccines out on the population there, and it's injuring children. It's, it's killing them. It's maiming them. You don't get that on the mainstream news, do you? And so why is he so apt to do this? Is it because he's a great humanitarian? We've got a great piece on that uh, over at SonsLibertyMedia.com. No, it's because he loves money. This guy, from the start, I mean, he stole Steve Jobs' idea. (laughs) This guy's a thief. He's a liar. He loves money. He's just like his daddy, the devil. He's after money. Don't believe me? You don't don't believe what I'm saying? Listen to him. He'll say it for himself. Billion dollars in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that, and it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? Over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. I think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. $200 billion. That's pretty incredible. From a $10 billion investment, not that I have $10 billion to, to invest, but he does. And he has done it over the past couple of decades. This is all about money for him. And he's working with globalists and tyrants because it's all about control for them and power. And with that comes money. They, they all go hand in hand. Now, there's other things that are involved here, and I, w- I want to bring this up real quickly. How is the church involved in this? Because I think this is important to point out. If you remember back in, what was it? July or so, I forget uh, when all those little checks started going out. No, it wasn't July. It was, what was it, March? May, I'm sorry. Um, When the stimulus was passed, 
And they were ramping up to send out checks. And they're ramping up to do it again, by the way. And that's socialism for you who don't realize it, okay? It really is. And the majority of people or entities that received that money were bankers, big corporations. And they received more together than the people did of the United States. Either way, it's still socialism. I'm just giving you a comparison. Government was grown. You and your children and my children were indebted over something that we never authorized in the Constitution. Well, Tim, you don't understand the politics of it. If Trump had not signed that, it was all the Democrats' fault. They put him in a corner. You know what? It'd be nice for once if we had congressmen or senators or a president who actually did what they took an oath to do, to, to, and that is uphold the Constitution, say, this isn't in the Constitution. I'm not, I'm not signing off on it. I'm not voting on it. It'd be nice if we had people who actually did that. We do have a handful, and I mean really, literally a handful. But the point is, is that they gave that money away. Now, I'm going to tie this in with what's going on. You're going to think this is, well, you just deviated from the subject, but I'm going to bring it in in just a minute, okay? Back in July, we pointed out that churches, false teachers like the president's advisor, Paula White, and nonprofits are getting in on Trump admin's giveaway of your money in the bailout. And that's what the stimulus was. It was a bailout. Reuters reports among those approved for loans through the massive government relief program were a Dallas megachurch whose pastor has been an outspoken ally of the president. A Florida church tied to Trump's spiritual advisor and prosperity gospel, which is, look, I believe God prospers us as our soul prospers. There's no question about that. But this prosperity, because you give me money and you help support my ministry. and uh, Prosperity gospel leader Paula White and a Christian-focused nonprofit were Jay Sekulow. Remember him from the impeachment? The lawyer defended the president during his impeachment as chief counsel. They all got money from the people. It's called theft. You shall not steal. That's what it's called. Evangelical Christians played a key role in Trump's victory in 2016 presidential election and have remained a largely unwavering contingent of his base. Vice President Mike Mike Pence spoke at a rally last month at the First Baptist Church of Dallas, whose pastor Robert Jeffress, there's a sellout too, has been on Trump's evangelical advisory board. The church was approved for a $2.5 million loan. Um, (laughs) where did we say in the Constitution that churches and lawyer firms and false teachers can get money from the people? Where did we say that in the article section and clause, please? Anybody can help me out? We didn't. I'll help you out. We didn't say they could do that. And yet all this money's going out. And nobody's being held to account for it. Well, Tim, it's political. If he doesn't do this, he's sunk. He'll never get reelected. He's not in office to get reelected. He's in office to uphold the law. Article 2, Section 3. I don't know how many times I have to say it, but some people don't get it because they cheer for him like the lemmings who followed and worshipped Barack Hussein Obama Satora Sabarka. Now, if this were Barack Hussein Satora Sabarka, Barack Hussein Obama Satora Sabarka, 
You know you people chanting Trump 2020 would be having a cow if he did that. You know you would because he'd be acting unconstitutionally. Why don't you be consistent? Well, because he's got our political jersey on, Tim. Don't you know? He's got our political jersey on. That is a slam dunk for him. That is a point for our team. That means re-election. That means we keep control. And I, I got to remind you of what um, our friend Don Blankenship, who's running for presidential, he's got a presidential candidate running for the White House this year. And he said, Republicans and Democrats, you guys have been voting for them for over 170 years. Are you more akin to the Constitution now than you were, I don't know, in the 1850s, 1860s? Hmm? Stop and think about that just for a moment. Or are you further away from it? Are you more towards the Marxist mindset and society? Which one are you? Because you guys tell me that I throw my vote away by voting third party. And you've been bringing, you guys have been collectively bringing us to this point. I think Don was right. Stop throwing your vote away for these two dog bowls that the media and, and the two parties put up for you and start getting out of that. In fact, I'll tell you, and I've said it before, my friend Bojidar, from, he was from Bulgaria, and he said that was the only way we got out of communism. Yeah, they let you vote in a communist society. Two parties, same thing. Same thing that our founding fathers warned us about. And he says, we started voting third party, and that's how we toppled communism in Bulgaria. But people would rather vote their fear. Oh, I can't go that way because, oh, and you give all the excuses. The lesser of two evil. They still vote evil. And they ask God to bless it. That's what's amazing to me. They ask God. And, and here we go. So launched on April 3rd. So I was a little off by a month there. Sorry about that. The Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, allows small businesses, nonprofits, and individuals hurt by the pandemic to apply for forgivable. That means you don't have to pay it back. Government-backed loans. It's not really a loan. It's a handout. Some say allowing a religious institution to qualify for loan forgiveness highlights a breakdown in the American tradition of a strict separation of church and state. Well, it isn't just that. It's They're not authorized to be giving your money away to anybody else. The notion of separation of church and state is dead. The PPP program, a loan program, is the evidence of that, said... Micah Schwartzman, a professor at the University of Virginia School of Law, the money is going to fund the core activities of many organizations, including religious organizations. That's something we've not seen before. Well, we 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 have seen it before. We we have, um, but a question is, where is it in the Constitution? Okay. And then there's a list of uh, several places. Uh, again, we'll have this in the archive that you can check out. Um, to where this money went to. And guys, again, this it's absolutely incredible to me that what we're seeing is this continued uh, push to give money away, to print money to give away, because they don't have it to give away. This is, it's all linked together. And unless we're going to have real sound constitutional money, and I know some people have said, well, Donald Trump wants a gold standard. Well, that's great. That's great. How are you going to get it? This great reset that's coming? You're not going to get it through that. I can tell you that. That's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. I wish it would, but it's not going to happen. 
So, so what are you left with? Well, you're left with a continuation of this kind of thing. Now, with that said, uh, one of the things, and I didn't bring this up, so forgive me, I'm going to have to, and I was going to pull it up here, and I, I thought that I had uh, a section where I could do that. Um, one of the things that came out this past week, because I want to tie this right in with what I just gave you from the false teachers, the the self-professed Christians and stuff, who, who took all this money in, your money. They took all this money in from you. Bradley did an article on this the other day, and it's called, As the Government is Acting Out Foreign to the U.S. Constitution, So is the Church Acting Out Foreign to the Bible. They're both telling you to submit to tyranny by, listen carefully, taking the vaccinations. Remember, that's what we, that's what we started out on. Um, let me get down here to where it comes from. It comes from the ChristianPost.com. I, it's, you know, it's not really Christian, but I got to hand it to them. They at least will call out some things that a lot of Christian organizations and uh, publications will not do. They're reporting that 2,700 evangelicals have warned against politicizing coronavirus, and yet they're going to politicize it. Okay? And they urge Christians to take the vaccine in spite of the facts that have debunked the government's narrative a thousand times over. Let me quote from the Christian Post. Right, And this is in Bradley's article. Again, I'll have this up in the archives so you can read it yourself. A coalition of more than 2,700 high-profile evangelicals spanning the fields of science and religion have signed on to a statement billed a Christian statement on science for pandemic times, which warns against the politicization of new coronavirus and urges Christians to take appropriate action against it, including taking a vaccine when it's ready. Quote, we are deeply concerned about the polarization and politicization of science in the public square when so many lives are at stake. Now, I want to remind you that Paul warned Timothy about those who trust in science falsely called. Okay? These people say the word science has become a weapon in the culture wars. Yes, it has, including this little thing that you're pushing. You sellouts. You apostates. Nowhere did they mention Psalm 91. Nowhere. Scientists are vilified and their findings ignored, while conspiracy theories go viral. <laughs> did they talk to Dr. Andrew Kaufman? Did they talk to Dr. Adil? Did they talk to Dr. Corbett? Have they talked with Nurse Kate? Have they got all the facts, or are they just hearing one side from the tyrants? Hmm? Sadly, Christians seem just as susceptible to these trends. Thoughtful Christians, oh, those who think they're higher than everyone else, like like these people, may disagree on public policy in response to the coronavirus, but none of us should ignore clear scientific evidence. Well, I agree. We shouldn't ignore. And by the way, this is a statement published online by the nonprofit organization BioLogos said, 
We call on all Christians to follow the advice of public health experts and support scientists doing crucial biomedical research on COVID-19. All right, let me, let me address a couple of things here. One, they're not doing crucial work. We've already been through that. They have not even separated out something to be COVID-19. And what has been, or what they actually pulled, I just read to you at the beginning of the show, matches identically human genome 8. So these people are lying through their teeth. The second thing is, this comes from Biologos. Now, how do I know that name? Years ago, we went to a homeschooling conference in, I want to say, Winston-Salem. It may have been down here in Greenville, but I'm per- no, no, it was down here in Greenville. It was in Greenville, South Carolina. And there was this guy there, I forget his name, Peter something. And he was the guy, I think, that started Biologos. And they started doing a curriculum and things like this. Let me tell you something about Peter. Peter was a guy that, believe, that doesn't believe in the six, the, seven, the six days of creation and a day of rest, the Genesis narrative. He believes, oh, this is spanned out over a lot of time, and this, that, and the other. And as soon as you do that, folks, you start messing with everything, including the gospel. You can't hold anybody to the commandments, especially the fourth commandment, because that could be a day, it could be a thousand years, it could be a million years. Okay, You can't go to uh, the, the, the gospel narrative where Jesus is talking about the Sabbath. And to do good on the Sabbath. Why? Because, well, who knows what the Sabbath is? We might be in it and might not be. It depends on how many millions millions of years the Sabbath is. There's just all kinds of problems with people who believe like that. Okay, So Peter stood there and he told people this. You need to understand Westminster up in Pennsylvania, I believe is where it is, kicked him out for his views of this. They actually took a stand against him and said, no, 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 that's not, where you're going with this is not Christian, it's not biblical. And they kicked him out. Now he's writing crap like this. These little effeminate pansy hirelings who will sell you out and sell their own soul out in the process are telling you, if you're going to be a good Christian in this society, you need to follow this science. And we know science because we've traded the Bible for quote-unquote science. It's not science. It's false science. It's false science. And again, this is what Paul warned Timothy about. He warned him about people who speak about science falsely called. Christians are not against real science. I'm not against real science. But again, I challenge you. If you got some real science you want to bring to the table, the number's there. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. I'm happy to bring you on. But the fact of the matter is, we don't have that. And now we've got guys within the church professing it is Christian to take a vaccine. Now look, you can have your own perspective on that of what you want to do. I can't control your body in that. I can't. But to tell me that somehow, I mean, insinuate that somehow I'm not a Christian because I reject the lack of science behind all of this and I see the money involved in those who stand to gain from it, both politically and in corporations, headed by a guy who can't even keep 
a computer virus off his Windows platform, I'm sorry, I'm not buying into any of that. I'm not buying into it. Now, there's more. There's more. This same Bill Gates has come out, and I've got another video, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm just not going to have the time to, to do it. I mean, we're running up against the clock here anyway. So I'm going to kind of give you the overview of what goes on. I, I, I um, posted this yesterday. More COVID-1984, Bill Gates blames, watch this, freedom for the spread of the unproven virus. And here's the video. It's um, done by uh, Spiro over there at Activist Post, and he usually does some really good stuff. Uh, I really I really enjoy um, some of his reports. But you can check this out at sonslibertymedia.com. I don't know if I'd catch this in the middle of, the, of where it is or not. Let me just see if um, maybe I'll play a few, a, a few moments here, okay? Uh, a few seconds. They're under control internally. Well, the country that's where the a uh, new virus shows up first has the toughest job because they have no warning at all. And so it's likely to get out in fairly big numbers. They clearly made mistakes. There were warning signs, people uh, talking about it. They didn't uh, go after it in those, you know, the month of December and even parts of January. Uh, They in retrospect, they could have rung the alarm bell uh, more loudly than they did. After that, although in, in their typical fairly authoritarian way, they did a very good job of suppressing the, the virus. Uh, you know, there may have been a lot of individual rights that were violated there, but the overall macro effect that they achieved... There may have been some individual rights that were affected there, but the overall, the ends justify the means. Folks, that's Alinsky tactics. I want you to know, every governor, every mayor, the president, whoever, who infringed on rights and said, we have to do it for the good, for the common good. That's Alinsky tactics. Do you get that? Those are Alinsky tactics. The ends justify the means. Doesn't matter what we got to do. We may have to cut your leg off to save this guy over here. We're going to do it. We don't care if you can walk or not. It'll save all these other people. He just said it with a straight face. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, Is, is, you know, kind um, kind of amazing now, ladies and gentlemen, this is right out of the 2010 Rockefeller Lockstep document. So that's uh, a world of tighter, top-down government control. That's Spiro. He's coming on. So you can watch that video at sonslibertymedia.com again. That'll be in the archive as well. But you hear what he's saying there. And then we have not just that. Um, you know, Spiro goes into the Rockefeller paper. You know, we went over, we had a whole show on that. Uh, a decade-old paper with lockstep from the Rockefeller Foundation. We've talked about that and all. This stuff has been in the works for some time. This is not something that popped up and nobody saw it coming in the global community. This I just don't buy it. Every government almost 
responded to this with some form of hysteria. Some more than others. But just a ridiculous response to something that was never even proven. And again, you go to, to uh, Wuhan. And um, in fact, before the show ends, let me see if I can find this really quickly. Okay. Um, I'm sounding like Bill Gates because I've been listening to him. I want to show you this. Let me show you how you've been had, America and world. Let me show you. This is Wuhan. This is from the BBC. Look at this. See that? Look at all those people crammed together. There's no social distancing. Nobody's wearing a mask at the pool. There's none of that. This is Wuhan. This is the place they told you it all started. That we were told. That I was told. That you were told. This is where it all started. Look at them. Wait, wait do you see this one. Look at this. I don't see any masks going on there in the pool, people. There's no social distancing there. This is the epicenter of, quote-unquote, coronavirus. This is it right here. Did I miss something? Oh, well, it was the lockdown that worked, Tim. Really? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Because I don't believe it. I I just don't believe it. But there it is. There's some images, some of many, that show you what's going on. And then we've got the dirty little secret about the COVID vaccine, as if billions of dollars to be made and control over your life is not enough. Uh, take a look at the High Wire episode that I'll post up in the archive as well. This is Del Bigtree. He was interviewing Dr. James. He calls him New because New and Schwander, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's with the Bioenergy Medical Center, an immune uh, dysfunction expert, and he's raised awareness of a side effect that has proven to be a serious problem in the SARS vaccines. And so take a listen to that. It's about 15 minutes long. Um, I don't have time to play it this morning, but uh, that'll be available to you as well at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Guys, they are playing us for money and for control of our lives. Simple as that. And the answer to this kind of tyranny is to resist it. It is to obey God, not man, in these issues. And these phony Christians telling you, you must take a vaccine, they might as well have been around in the first century when the mark of the beast was around and took that too, okay? Follow them straight to hell if you will. Otherwise, repent, turn, follow the Lord Jesus Christ. 23 hours, we'll see ya.